Are you ready to own your dream home? Then look no further. Welcome to The Home Show, the podcast that simplifies the home buying process. From partnering with the right lender to finding the perfect realtor who truly understands your needs, we've got you covered. Just search for The Home Show on your favorite podcast hosts like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Don't miss out on this transformative journey. Tune in now and let's make your dream home a reality together. We're waiting for you. Welcome back to The Home Show. Today we're going to be dealing with home ownership and taxes. Should you buy a home to save on taxes? Can taxes help you build that generational wealth? We're going to ask all those questions. So without further ado, I'd like to bring on my distinguished guest, Mr. Kamari Ellis, a.k.a. The Finance Rebel. How you doing today, sir? Hello. You do me a lot of pleasure, man. Thank you for that. Why don't you give the people three minutes bio of who you are? My name is Kamari Ellis. I'm the founder of the Philly Tax Team. I am an enrolled agent. I've been in tax and accounting and financial services for over 35 years. My dad was an accountant, so I'm second generation accountant. And one of the things I love to do through my practice is not just do business and do taxes, tax planning, but also education, financial education, because for the most part, all the foundation of all finance is tax. Sadly, the nation was started around tax. They fought it for a little bit and we're right back at it. So we're still dealing with tax. We deal with tax every time we get paid, every time we buy a bag of chips for the most part, depending on what state you're in, but taxes are all around us. And I believe when it comes to the tax code, it is also the cheat code because if you follow what they're trying to do, the tax code wants us citizens to practice in certain activities that help to stimulate the economy. So if you follow those and you figure out what they are, you can make yourself a lot of money. And one of the biggest benefits in the tax code is real estate. Are there any specific tax credits for a first time home buyer or anybody that's buying a home? I suggest everybody who's looking about home to what I call house hack, house hack, either get a multifamily or get in a situation where you have a single family and you rent out the room in a multifamily. Maybe you rent out a floor or two. You might have a duplex, triplex. The overall principle is live in one part of the unit, rent out the other part, and then it helps subsidize your overall mortgage payment while you're potentially getting the tax credit by writing off your mortgage interest and your real estate tax. You said potentially. What would they have to do to take advantage of not only being a homeowner, but potentially an investor at the same time? So that's a bit of a tricky question. I will try to make it simple. So before they made the tax code change, my owner could potentially write off their mortgage interest, real estate tax without a problem. What happened was they have standard deductions and itemized deductions. They made the standard deduction much higher, which is a good thing, but sometimes it penalizes homeowners up a little bit. So in order to write that off, you have to itemize your deductions. And in order to itemize your deductions, and this might sound a little weird, you have to exceed your standard deduction. 
So for a married person, and let's say they're married filing jointly, their their standard deduction in 2023 is about $27,000. So an individual would have to have over $27,000 in itemized deductions to qualify. For this example, let's say $27,001 in order to qualify. And what are those things that count as itemized deductions? We got charitable contributions to your church, your mosque, your synagogue, nonprofit organization like the Boys and Girls Club. Those monies that you pay on your mortgage interest, the monies that you pay in real estate tax, also state and local taxes you might pay out of your payroll check. You add all those up. If that exceeds $27,001, you can then itemize your tax deductions. Now, here's the thing for people buying a home and you're renting it out. To avoid all of that, you get to avoid the whole standard and itemized deductions in terms of how to get an income tax benefit. You're renting it out. So now it's a business. You're renting out a portion of your property. You get to write that off from your taxes. You get to write off the portion that you're using for business because rental property is a business. You get to write that off from your tax. So let's say it's a 10,000 square foot home. You rent out, you rent out 5,000 suite at 50% of it. And let's, again, for easy math, your mortgage is $10,000 a month split equally between interest and real estate tax. So you get to write off roughly half of that. Nice. Kamari, a lot of folks today have other home-based businesses. What do you see often in your practice as far as people missing opportunities to write off things in their primary residence where they live and operate a business? So if you're running a business out of your home, so right now I am broadcasting out of my exclusive home office, and I'm using the word exclusive for a reason. We'll come back to that in a minute. But I'm broadcasting here from here. I exclusively work in this office. There's nobody staying, spending the night here or any of that. Me doing that allows me to write off a portion of my mortgage interest, a portion of my real estate tax, but potentially a portion of any major repairs I have done to the home. Also potentially writing off a percentage of, let's say, landscaping and things like that. You got real estate tax, mortgage interest, insurance. So operating a business out of your home allows you to write off these things that will be part of your normal practice, business practice that is. I love what you said about education. That's one of the things I appreciate about you. So ladies and gentlemen, with the education, it's not always as sexy and provocative as some of this other stuff, but this is where the money resides. Would you agree? I agree. The money resides in the boring stuff, y'all. The sexy stuff is for the quick flash in the pan, and it usually goes away real quick. What do you feel about people buying a home just for the sake of buying a home because they got a tax return? Is that a good idea, in your opinion? No. <laughs> so listen, home ownership can be a beautiful thing, right? Especially yeah. when you're looking to raise a family create memories like family and creating family and spending time with family is really about those memories right because as i'm getting older I'm not trying to be morbid but seeing more people die right yeah. so i'm going back to to the memories of it all so you want to have a home where you can create great memories with your family and that's the big deal 
it's not really so much about the money. Obviously, the money is always a factor. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, what kind of life can you build, can you create with this family? Can you create the life of your dreams with your wife or spouse or with your children? And to me, that's what home ownership is about. Now, a lot of times people want to say, well, I'm underwater with my mortgage or the real estate taxes are too much. But they never factor in the memories in the life that they're creating. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Man, you preaching. I, my mom sent me a picture, a throwback. It was myself <clears throat> and three of my other brothers. But we were all there looking looking Jackson 5-ish. <laughs> you had a big fro. Nah, nah. It was always low, bro. It, it was leaving <laughs> when I got here. You feel But to your point, that's what it's about. I got to say this. Go ahead. Don't buy a home that you cannot afford. I was watching Dr. Martin Luther King, uh -huh. and he was talking about home ownership. And the numbers might not work out the same, but he was saying basically, if you make $10,000 a year, you shouldn't buy a home no more than $20,000. Now, this is 60s, maybe early or late uh, 50s, gotcha. 60s, I believe. So, you know, the numbers are definitely different. Right. <laughs> but the premise is, don't get in over your head. I know a lot of times, a lot of people don't want to, they just skip right over the starter home, the smaller home that doesn't necessarily have all the amenities and gadgets and trinkets. Those are still good to me. Great place to start. Great base to build a, build a habit of paying your mortgage. Great place of figuring out how to run a household. And also a great place to build some equity. People don't realize that if you sell your home, it's almost a tax-free benefit. If you are single in the house, the profit from the house is $250,000 or less. If you are married, if it's $500,000 or less, you get to pocket all that, the profit. So, you know, you can really make some money in real estate if done right. While utilizing the house, because you got to have a place yes, to live. Yes, absolutely. So, and it so doesn't always work out like that, but... <laughs> It could be a great thing. With the narrative that we have today, every it's a lottery type narrative in my opinion. And everybody is getting hit with all of these concepts, but it's the steady eddies, like we said before. The earlier you could buy a home, regardless of if it appreciates or not, there's tax right. benefits with it. And to your point, the things that you really cannot quantify, the stability, their studies, children do better. Everybody does better with stability. Who likes chaos? And so with all of those things being said, man, long term, I just do not see any negatives with home ownership as long as you're able to afford it and maintain it while you're in the property. And it's not for, it's not for everybody. We're not saying that. But, that, so, but that's the point right there that I was kind of alluding to mm -hmm. the affordability piece mm -hmm. because I, I do believe that Jobs are not as stable as they used to be. And people, people will, people will buy a McMansion, you know, that's way out of their budget, potentially have a disruption in income, i.e. lost their job, got fired, and then it shakes up their world. So I say move a little bit slower, save some money, and get a starter home first, and then work your way up to that. Get some equity into it, and then maybe run it out and move on up the ladder. That's all I was trying to get at. 
No, that's perfect. Let me ask you this, man. It just came to mind. In your opinion, when somebody's putting together their money team, other than a tax professional like yourself and a mortgage person for real estate, who else would you put on that team to, to grow with you and to help you make these decisions before you go out and make them? Depends on what you're trying to do. So I'll say a certified financial planner or a financial planner, somebody who understands the workings of money, not just the products of money, but also the strategy of money. And with that, you can get a good insurance person or at least somebody who understands insurance. A lot of people don't understand the power of insurance, but insurance can really save your tookish when the things get going and you want to have the right type of coverage. There it is. Insurance, financial planner, tax man, and of course a lawyer, but you know, for yeah, for the I think most you part, need... you you might not need that. I'm talking about the everyday type. Right, of... right. You're going to need insurance, life insurance, disability insurance, car insurance, or what they call PNC insurance. You're going to need that. Yes. You're going to deal with your taxes, and more than likely, you're going to need a mortgage. <laughs> one of the one of the largest decisions we almost have to throw a, a student loan counselor or somebody in there now because uh, these student loans are getting egregious, man. But, um, egregious oh my god and now they're changing so fast yeah i can't even keep up with them but yes. yeah well i tell you what man we could button it up with this your honest opinion is real estate worth it depends talk to me it depends mm -hmm. all right i'm gonna talk about my dad right now right um my dad like i said i'm second generation accountant he's been an accountant my mother and father divorced when I was relatively young. Well, my dad left us, didn't leave us, but he moved out. He moved the neighborhood over. He brought a triplex. And from there, he house hacked. It wasn't a term back then, but it's a term now, right? He lived in one part of it, rented out the other parts, was able to subsidize his mortgage and make a couple of dollars in the process. Then as he was going through his journey of being a young accountant, and a divorce. He brought another duplex, and that's where he housed his, his accounting office at, right? So he's always had a way of subsidizing the cost. And those properties have one appreciated. They've been a pain in the butt sometimes too, but they've appreciated over the years quite handsomely. And my dad wasn't the guy who used his homes as his personal ATM when it comes to the equity. He wasn't refining and refining just to take money out to go do crazy stuff with it, right? But now he's up in age and he's having some health issues. And he said to me, he said, you know, I've lived kind of meagerly. These aren't his words, I'm paraphrasing, but I've lived kind of meagerly. But this triplex is what's keeping me alive. Meaning that my dad never had to, let's say, make a million bucks. Right. But that was because his living expenses were subsidized. His living expenses now are subsidized, even though he's getting up there. His business has declined some because he's getting older and a lot of his clientele is starting to die off. But he's not necessarily worried about not having a place to live, if that makes sense. Perfect. So, you know, real estate, and for me, and my family has done wonderful things. 
from the long-term perspective, but I've also seen, and again, I, I see it all. I see people that buy way too big of a house and they don't think about how much the electric bill is going to be and trash pickup and all of these other things. It's like, man, y'all could have scaled down a little bit. Y'all didn't need to go that big so fast, so soon. So that's why I hesitated a little bit. I mean, listen, between the real estate market and the stock market, if you do it right, you could come out on top. There it is. And I was going to ask, if not real estate, what? You hit it on the head. You know, partially to, to the stock market, you don't buy it. But again, and that's because I'm lazy. Because yeah. <laughs> I was a property manager before. I don't want no parts of that. But you got to live somewhere though, right? And so if I was, if I was starting all over again, and I was, you know, talking to my young child, I would say, listen, get a multifamily. Or if you buy a single, because I prefer singles from a management standpoint, make sure you're able to rent out the room or maybe rent out the basement, figure out a way to section it up, but figure out a way to get some extra money off that to pay down that mortgage, not pay down, split the mortgage. So it's not all on you and pay down the mortgage. Can I say one last thing? We're talking about real estate. The markets are changing. We probably need to start going back to the way things used to be. Meaning that we had multiple generations in a family living in a home. And I know that doesn't always work because of space constraints and things like that. However, if you want the bigger house, if a brother, some, some siblings can get together and buy a compound, right? Meaning it could be a three or four, um, bedroom home that's i don't know 12,000 15,000 square feet that actually might make sense for a lot of families to do that going forward and they put their money together the question is going to be though can people put their egos aside and figure out ways to get along instead of only thinking about ways to pull each other apart and, and in certain communities they had that figured out so home ownership is at stake hear what it is that we're saying Hear our hearts when we're speaking to you. If you need professional that cares, okay? Not just looking for a dollar, but that cares and is looking to build a relationship with you. I believe you can do taxes top, bottom, left, to right. Is that correct, Mr. Ellis? That's correct. But I also do tax planning, tax planning, tax strategy. And I also fight the IRS when it comes to them overpaying taxes. Audits. There it is. I will have his information in the description. All joking aside, nationwide, you guys reach out because that's another thing that we need to start doing. Got to stop talking and we got to start connecting the dots. So this gentleman right here is the real deal. I appreciate you, sir. I appreciate your time and I appreciate your time as well. Let's be good to one another, guys. As Mr. Ellis said, he hit a very poignant point. It's about community. You could do more together than you can individually. So take those things to mind. Take that to thought. If home ownership is something that you want to do, we would love to speak with you, talk with you, and see if there's a fit. I'll put Mr. Ellis's information in the description. I'm going to say that one more time. Not only tax prep, but planning. Okay. And if you got yourself in a jam, <laughs> he could go, you know, uh, talk that talk for you and represent you and get you in the best position possible. So our time is up, but we thank you for yours. As I always say, guys, let's be good to one another. 
Let us let grace abound. And until the next time, peace. Y'all be blessed. Attention, Texas homebuyers. Did you know that the Texas State Affordable Housing Corporation, also known as TSHAC, has several down payment assistance options available to you? These programs are designed to help make home ownership more accessible, and yet they are often underutilized. You don't even have to be a first time homebuyer. Don't let the lack of a down payment and or closing cost funds hold you back any longer from realizing your dreams of home ownership. Schedule a consultation today and learn more about these great resources and start your journey to home ownership. Are you tired of renting? Are you in need of more space? Are you ready to build a foundation for you and your family's legacy? Take the first step and schedule a home loan consultation today. We will discuss your home ownership goals and prepare a plan of action for you to start laying that foundation today.